President Biden heads to Europe. Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown Jackson appears before the Senate. Welcome to the weekly news roundup. My name is Yaakov M. The war in Ukraine is now in its second month. The Russians continue to get pounded by the Ukrainian resistance. According to a new estimate, up to 16,000 Russian troops have been killed, and the Russians have now lost seven generals. They have suffered massive supply chain issues, communication problems, and a severe lack of morale among soldiers. With all that said, the Russians are not giving up. They continue to ravage Ukrainian cities. And the question is, how much longer will they fight before possibly negotiating a ceasefire? Meanwhile, President Biden traveled to Europe this week for a NATO summit to discuss the ongoing war. Biden made national headlines when he called Vladimir Putin a butcher and said that Putin cannot remain in power. Take a look. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. God bless you all. And may God defend our freedom and may God protect our troops. Thank you for your patience. However, the White House quickly walked back those comments, said Biden was not alluding to regime change. Sure sounds like he was. A White House spokesman said, quote, the president's point was that Putin cannot be allowed to exercise power over his neighbors or the region. He was not discussing Putin's power in Russia or regime change, end quote. Here is a clip of Republican Senator Jim Risch of Idaho calling Biden's remarks a horrendous gaffe. Check it out. It was important that the president go there. Uh, He gave a a good speech uh, at the end. Uh, but as you pointed out already, uh, uh, there was a horrendous gaffe right at the end of it. I just, I wish he would stay on script. Whoever wrote that speech did a good job for him. But my gosh, I wish they would keep him on script. Here is President Biden at the summit saying that he was given a list of reporters to call on. Take a look. Since there's so many people out there, I'm going to been given a list. Now, how about Chris to the Associated Press? First question. And here's a concerning clip of Biden saying that food shortages, food shortages are going to be real and insinuating they will hit the U.S. Check it out. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did talk about food shortages. And uh, and it's going to be real. The, The price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. That's pretty concerning. Here's Biden saying he's been dealing with foreign policy for a really long time. Think of this. I've been dealing with foreign policy for longer than anybody is involved in this process right now. And Biden announced at the summit that the U.S. will allow in 100,000 Ukrainian refugees. Take a look. And today I'm announcing the United States is prepared to commit more than $1 billion in humanitarian assistance to help get relief to millions of Ukrainians affected by the war in Ukraine. Many Ukrainian refugees will, uh, will wish to stay in Europe, closer to their homes. But we have also will welcome 100,000 Ukrainians to the United States with a focus on reuniting families. Here's a bizarre moment when Biden addressed U.S. troops in Poland and seemed to imply that they're going to be heading to Ukraine. Take a look. Look at how they're stepping up. And you're going to see when you're there, some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of front of a damn tank, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. And here's the president talking about the courage and resilience of the Ukrainian people. Check it out. I think even you Poles who know 
Ukraine so well, have to be a little bit surprised at how what, how much courage and capacity for resilience the Ukrainian people. Meanwhile, this week, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken announced that the State Department has made a formal assessment that Russian forces have committed war crimes in Ukraine. Take a look. Earlier today, Secretary Blinken issued a statement announcing that based on information that is currently available, the U.S. government assesses that Russia's forces are committing war crimes in Ukraine. I wanted to provide you with some additional information uh, underlying this assessment. In other news, Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson, President Biden's Supreme Court nominee, appeared before the Senate this week for her confirmation hearings. She was asked one extremely tough question by Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn. Take a look. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Now, I would not have thought that that question <clears throat> would have stumped the judge, but hey, she is not a biologist after all. Here's Senator Ted Cruz, Republican of Texas, responding to that answer. Take a look. You told her that, that you couldn't define what a woman is, uh, that you were not a biologist, which which I think you're the, the only Supreme Court nominee in history who's been unable to answer the question, what is a woman? Let me ask you as a judge, how would you determine if a plaintiff had Article Three standing uh, to challenge a gender-based rule, regulation, policy uh, without being able to determine what a woman was? And here's Senator Cruz asking the judge if a Hispanic can decide that he's really an Asian. Check it out. If, if, if I can change my gender if I can be a woman. And then an hour later, if I decide I'm not a woman anymore, I guess I would lose Article 3 standing. Uh, Tell me, does that same principle apply to other protected characteristics? For example, I'm I'm an Hispanic man. Could could I decide I was an Asian man? Would I have the ability to be an Asian man and challenge Harvard's discrimination because I made that decision? At one point, Judge Jackson was asked why she referred to Republican Defense Secretary Rumsfeld and Republican President George W. Bush as war criminals while she was representing a Taliban terrorist. Take a look. Why in the world would you call Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld and George W. Bush war criminals in a legal filing? It seems so out of character for you. Well, Senator, I don't remember that particular reference, and I um, was representing my clients and making arguments. Um, I'd, I'd have to take a look at what you what you meant. Republican Senator Tom Cotton asked the judge about releasing inmates from Guantanamo Bay. Check this out. Okay, so so no opinion on whether America would be safer or less safe if we released all the detainees from Guantanamo Bay. Senator, America would be less safe if we don't have terrorists out running around attacking this country. Absolutely. America would also be um, more safe in a situation in which all of our constitutional rights are protected. And she was asked by Senator Lindsey Graham if an unborn child can feel pain at 20 weeks. Check it out. Can an unborn child feel pain at 20 weeks in the birthing process? Senator, I don't know. 
Are you aware of the fact that anesthesia is provided to the unborn child at that time period if there's an operation to save the baby's life because they can, in fact, feel pain? Are you aware of that? I am not aware of that. Well, that may come before you one day, so just keep an open mind. That's the only thing I ask you to do. Meanwhile, after the hearings, Senator Pat Leahy, a Democrat, blasted Senator Graham. Take a look at this. It was going well until this last round of questioning, and it was that's an abrogation of everything the Senate should stand for. Uh, you had a Republican member who went way over the time allotted to him, uh, ignored the rules of the committee, badgered the nominee, would not even let her answer the questions. And here's Republican Senator Mitch McConnell, Senate Minority Leader, saying that he will not vote to confirm Judge Jackson. He's going to vote against her. Check it out. The Judiciary Committee has completed its hearing for Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson. I enjoyed meeting the nominee. I went into the Senate's process with an open mind. But after studying the nominee's record, and watching her performance this week, I cannot and will not support Judge Jackson for a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. And finally, 11 major airline service and travel company CEOs sent a letter to the White House this week asking for an end to COVID restrictions. The letter called for the onboarding mask mandate and international pre-boarding COVID testing to end immediately as opposed to the planned deadline of April 18th. This has been your weekly news roundup. Thank you for watching. My name is Yaakov M.